It's that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know Will you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend But you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up This that lunchroom chatter podcast Will you lay up and think about being a porn star But you can't because you come too quick So you gotta eat the pussy for 95 minutes Mmm, that kind of shit This that lunchroom chatter podcast Where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat But you can't because you live with your mama And she busts in the room and say Bitch get the fuck up Mama why you ain't knock on the door first This that kind of shit Where you can be yourself Where you can relax Where you could Put yourself into the mind of another nigga So stay tuned Let's get this shit popping Lunchroom chatter podcast baby Yes sir Y'all know what time it is, man. This is that. Brand new LCP. Man, I want to say first and foremost, man, another, another round of applause to you guys out there, man, who stay showing love, who stay locked in, who stay tuned in to that Lunchroom Chatter Podcast on all platforms. Now, I know I've been busy. Episodes have not been dropping at the same frequency, but a nigga been tired. So let's, let's boo life right now. Been a lot of shit going on, man, but um, I want to, I do want to say something. Now, there will be no more Lunchroom Plus starting, well, basically now. So do not sign up for Lunchroom Plus anymore at the end of the month. Lunchroom Plus is going away. Every bonus episode, such as this, will now be free. And now, it's done because I've been tired of shit. And, like, it's tough to kind of balance between paid content and free content. So all the content going to be free. So you guys who want to support... Again, my cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. My Venmo is lunchroom chat apart, or you can click the link in any episode description and you can sign up to become a monthly supporter for as low as one bitch. One dollar a month is the lowest you can pay to become a monthly supporter. That is four quarters. Now to you guys out there who are subscribed and supporting for $1, some $5, and some who support a lot subscribe for $10 a month. And that's support to better the podcast, more content. I can buy more supplies, and I can do things because I do everything independently. So hand clap to you guys out there, man, who stay showing love, stay showing support to your favorite independent podcast. And also, man, repost, reshare on all platforms, all that good shit. Now, I want to get to some shit, man, because the other day on um, Instagram, I kind of resurfaced a video that I had posted a couple months or a couple weeks ago about a guy. I think he was joking, but he was talking about getting his ass ate. So I want to focus real quick. And I'm also got a, I think I got a question from my guy, Sully. Y'all know him better yet. Y'all know him from Stories with Sully on that LCP podcast. Brand new LCP. I believe he sent in a question, but before we get to that, Ladies, how many of you guys out there are eating your man's ass? Now, I know everybody don't speak at once. I know motherfuckers get quiet and shit. Girl, stop. That's a lie. But some of y'all be lying because I know it's some ladies out there who be eating that ass. Now, I know it's true. I know some of y'all, ew, it's uh, uh, man's ass is dirty. No, some of you motherfuckers are eating some ass because I talked to some friends, some friends of mine. And some, some motherfuckers getting their ass ate. And for every motherfucker that's getting their ass ate, it's a woman that's doing it. Now, um, matter of fact, I want to take a second. I want to play the video real quick so you guys can kind of get caught up to speed about the dude saying what he requires and the qualifications and things he look for before he even lets a woman eat his ass. And then I also got a clip from a podcast, I believe, with Dr. Drew was discussing about the male G-spot and shit. So we're going... 
kind of have some fun during this short bonus episode. But let's dive into <laughs> into the video real quick so you guys can hear. We're going to get into the shit after. You got you to gotta show me that you're willing to sacrifice for me. You got to show me that you love me. You got to show me that you're going to put work in for me, that you're going to ride for me, that you're going to be loyal to me, that you're going to be faithful to me. And once you show me all of these things, then I will allow you to eat my butt. But that's the only way you can give me booty head. <laughs> Cause you ain't giving me no booty head if you ain't a real rider. If you if you don't show me that you ready to ride or die by me, you cannot give me no booty head. Straight I want to clap it up for my guy. Because a lot of men not going to admit that. Now, like I said, like I've never had it happen to me. I've never done it. Now, if I had done it in the past, y'all know me. I'm gonna say I did it. I don't give fuck. I don't give a fuck who judge who got some shit to say because I would want to be open. I would want to be open and honest and I would want to just have fun because anything could be flipped into fun, great content. So had I experienced that, you damn right. I would have said something, but um, I got a clip I want to play real quick with Dr. Drew was on a podcast, um, the Stiff Socks podcast. He was on that podcast and he explained the male G spot. It's a quick little clip. So I want to play this real quick that I'm going to dive into some shit and well, kind of give you guys my quick opinion on this. And then we're going to dive into the question from my guy, Sully. So you guys right now, you guys are tuned in to that. Brand new LCP. So let's take a second to see what Dr. Drew had to say. East spot in the anus cavity. And why does it feel so damn good? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, feel crazy good. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad for you guys. It doesn't feel good to everybody. Really? Yeah, Ooh, a lot of well, guys I just find it kind of painful or uncomfortable. Well, the problem is, is that uh, let's say you have a girlfriend and she discovers this with you. She's going to try that out on the next guy oh and it may God. not go the same way. What all. is the melody spot? The prostate gland? Is that Look, there's a lot of nerves sitting on top of the prostate, but but, but some men really are stimulated by that and really like it. And so, I, fine, good. I mean, good he times. told me about it and it, the, the pitch on it is very interesting. Like, oh, I would not, I would never, you know, my inner alpha beef jerky mode yeah, was coming yeah, out. Yeah. And then you do it and you're like, I, I didn't even know who I was until that moment. Yeah, there's... Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to pause it, man, because like... When I hear just men talk about, oh, I, you know, I've had it done to me before by mistake, or I've had men done it to And, like, I always be like, bruh, because I've always heard it spoken about in a way that's positive. Yo, yo, John, you got to try this amazing. But I'm just like, ah, because like he said, um, everything is not pleasurable to everybody. Because I believe that one man's, ooh, that feels good, is another man's, bitch, that hurt. So one man's, ooh, is another man's, ouch. Because everybody has different levels of pain sensation. Same thing with anal sex for women. I've heard women tell me, oh, I love anal sex. It feels so good. Now I heard my other woman tell me, nigga, that shit hurt. That's why I say everybody's level of pain, everybody's tolerance level is not the same. But now, of course, you you guys know always got to look at both ends of the spectrum. Now, Dr. Drew and the host of the Stiff Stocks podcast, shout out to them. But those are Caucasians. So I got to find a guy. I found a guy, black brother. And he asked the question, why are men afraid of their G-spot? Now, he's black. He's black. So, of course, you know, I'm black, too. Y'all know the motherfuckers see me. I'm black. I always got to get the opinions of black men so that I can feel related to. Let's see what he had to say. It's a quick little clip. Of course, I might pause and kind of jump in to kind of give my insight in between. But... This is from my guy, I.K.E. Slimster, on YouTube. His question was, why are men afraid of their G-spot? Let's see a little bit about what he had to say. 
your G spot is in the ass question and needs answers. It no, some questions don't need an answer. Some questions don't need an answer. Well done. You brought it up. Good for you. Okay? Spot a G. Huh? G spotter. You want to spot the G? That's what you're looking for? You know, you, it, I think it's commendable that, um, women can be very open minded when it comes to finding this G that they're looking for. Because it's interesting because their approach to it is actually the the reason why men are this way about it. Because women can be very petty and men are aware of this. And mm. so we guard ourselves with everything that we have. And that G is the last spot. Is the last security because if that G okay, I want to pause. Oh, okay, okay. So, so he against it, so we don't got to hear no more. Because, like, I, at first I thought he had, I guess I thought he was going to play both sides of the spectrum. But I, I understand what he got to say because sometimes a lot of women will use that against you. Because I've heard women at work, like you know, you, like you know how you in a relationship and you break up. And now, well, you know, nigga, that's why I was playing in your ass last night, nigga. That's why I had your chicks back because. And um, this is the question I posed on Instagram. Again, my IG is lunchroom chat apart. Like, when you do that, if you are a woman who likes to partake in playing with your man's ass, like, like how the fuck does that go? Like, how do you tell your man, hey, man, baby, man, hey, when you come back from the gym, nigga, when you come back from playing basketball with the boys, I want you to lay down and spread that ass. Like, how do you tell a man that you want to play in his booty? Like, how? Because, like, anybody out there, Ladies who listen to the podcast, if you have done that to your husband, your man, your ex, please let me know. How does that conversation come up? How do you bring it up? How do you introduce it? Hey, baby, I'm going to play inside. Like, like, what do you say? What do you say? Because um, when I posted something on Instagram the other day, it's a woman I follow who follows me back and she's married. And I told her because she laughed when I when like what I kind of mentioned the topic. And I said, this is what I said. I said, stop it. You've been married a good minute. You done had some ass crumbs. Now, meaning that I, I believe she'd been married over 20 years. And I told her within that 20 year time span, you probably went down on your man and ate that ass. And this is what she had to say. Had to put this on audio. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Now, she said, Hell no. She, she said, Hell. She said, Hell no. But like I said, man, everybody's different because her hell no is another woman's. Oh, hell yeah. I, I love doing that. I love it. But I kind of want to have a, a discussion on this. So anybody out there who listens to the podcast, please be honest. If that is something you have done, please hit my DMs on Instagram at Lunchroom Chatterpod. I would love for you to come on the podcast so we can have a conversation so we can discuss this. So we could just have a short conversation on that. And you could just enlighten me, give us some insight and help the listeners know. Like, how do you introduce that to your man? Because I want to know. Because I just can't imagine. Now, again, niggas do different shit behind closed doors. But I'm just trying to see. Like, what do you tell a man? Hey, baby, arch that ass, little nigga. Like, what do you tell your man when you want to play in them cheeks? But um, again, hit my DMs uh, on IG, Lunchroom Chat Pod. I would love for you to come on the podcast if you, if you can provide some insight into how that goes. But let's dive into the question by my guy, Sully. And as always, this is that. Brand new LCP. From Chat Pod. Serious question, man. So 
We've all heard that when you make money, you're supposed to break bread with your homies and shit like that. Mm. And I don't particularly agree with that. But I do have a couple of friends, maybe two or three, that whenever they ask me for money, I'll give it to them. I don't ask questions. I don't ask what they need it for, what they're spending it on. I'll uh, give before you even get to the question, Sully, I'm going to say right now, you can't do that. I understand that as people that you came up with, homies that you came up with, like people who who you really have built this bond with. But when people ask for money, especially friends, like I, I, I've said this so many times, yes, often translates into I can always do it. And I hate that it becomes that. And that's why oftentimes I say no, because people don't just see it as a singular. Yes. If I say yes, one time, motherfucker. Only ask me that one time But now if you say yes one time Now the next time they need the same shit They're going to ask you Why? Because you said yes before Now if you say no And you have a pattern of saying no Motherfuckers often going to skip you Because they know that you're going to say no And I know it's tough when it's like Your homies or like, like you know your brothers your Folks that you kind of Grew up with Oh I know you since middle school Since high school but we all trying to make it work. Inflation now is affecting everybody. So everybody is infected in some shape or form. So understand, like we, we have this need, yo, I want to be cool. I wanna I wanna keep it real. I wanna support my boys, but sometimes supporting your boys can be words of encouragement. Hey, my brother, look, you know, the path you're going down or what you're doing in relation to work or you know, your goals, your values, it's not working because of X, Y, Z and try to give them tips on how they can also elevate and get on your level. So that way they don't got to ask for shit. But let's let's finish out what my man had to say. I just had to jump in right there. Sure. You know, I just give it to them because I can trust that it's going towards something they actually need. Right. Um, whether that be. You know, just taking care of the kids, if that's addressing a bill that they're short on, gas money for work, what have you. But I guess the question is, at what point is enough enough? Mm. <laughs> like, when do you cut off, well, maybe not cut off, but cut off financially a friend from having that? Now, I'm going to say it right now, like, you know, it's time to financially cut off a friend when they keep asking you for shit. And that's why I say when you say yes, one time, yes, often translates into I can always do it. And that's why I have clear boundaries, especially when it comes with friends. And that's why, first of all, why I don't have many friends, because some people, they sit back, they watch you. Oh, oh, Sully Solomon is doing great. Oh, oh, Solomon got it. So every time they need some shit. Like in their mind, it's going to pop into, yo, Sully got it. Solomon got it. He cool. He, oh, he going, no, no. That's why I say you got, you got to have boundaries. And, and the part that sucks is that like when you have a pattern of saying yes. And now when you finally say no, yo, bro, I don't got it. Yo, you got to ask somebody else. Oh, come on, man. Why you doing me like, bro, I know you got it. Yo, I, come on, man. We, yo, we go back to middle school. Yo, oh, yo, we go back to Miss Tasha class. They start bringing up all this shit. That don't got nothing to do with what the fuck you're asking me about. Yo, nigga, yo, remember back in the day we played tag, bitch? I, fuck the tag, bitch. No, you ain't getting this $100, nigga. That's why I say you got to set boundaries because certain times... Sometimes enough is enough, man. Like, if you ask me for something one time and I give you something one time, I'm only doing it that one time. So now if you need some more shit and you come back to me again, to me, asking a second time 
is that's cut off. Because if I give you something one time, it's because I wanted to do it. And if I give you something, I'm probably not going to ask for it back because I did it because I wanted to. So if I want to do something, I want to help you, I want to support you, and I do something, and now you ask me a second time, like, what the fuck are you doing with your finances? Like, I got bills too, nigga. I got bills. I got a child. I got a family. Like, you like you asking me for shit consistently is telling me that you don't give a fuck about what I need my money for. I don't give a fuck if I make a lot of money. I don't give a fuck. That's my money. That's my money. Ability to ask you for money. Because, like, I obviously don't want to give people in my close circle of friends a lecture, right? I just feel like Get that's unnecessary. Lecture, but they need a time lecture. and time again, you're texting me asking me for money. You're calling asking for money. And, like, even though I know I can trust that it's not going towards, you know what I'm saying, like weed and shit like that, or just play money. Like I said, maybe I'm different. I don't give fuck. I don't give fuck if it's going for their baby's last pack of diapers. Fuck that baby. No, fuck, fuck the baby. Wait, no, no. If you're a grown ass adult, you, like sometimes you got to figure out a way to make shit work for you. I don't give fuck if the last hundred I give you. Is going, bitch, fuck the baby. Put the baby, put the baby in a fucking bathtub. I don't give a fuck. Go get a makeshift diaper, bitch. I don't give a fuck. Because don't keep asking me for money. No. That's why I say you gotta have clear, established, set boundaries to let people know. Look, nigga, I gave you money one time. Don't ask me again. Because when you say yes one time, they know, okay, cool, cool, cool. So next time I come to him, I'm going to ask him. He's going to say no. But now if I kind of give him a little guilt trip, I give him a sob story, I can break him down so I can still get it. That's why I say, you know, got to be you know. Y'all remember back in the day, the fucking drug commercials? Just say no. Just say no. Say no to drugs. Like, it's the same shit. The drugs in this equation being the friends, the family who make it a pattern of trying to just mute you off you, man. Fuck them. I can trust that that's not the case. I don't want to feel like you're using me as your emergency fund, right? Like when times get low, I know I can always rely on Solomon because this nigga got some money. Mm, Sully right? Bank. He don't mind breaking bread with his. The banker Sully. Got his back. But <laughs> even though that's true, I feel like there has to come a point in time where I have to address it and say, hey, man, like you can't you can't keep asking me for money. When times get when times get low. Mm, it's diving into what he had to say more. Like, how do you have this conversation? How do you tell your friends that they have to budget their money better and you're just not going to keep helping them out? Like even and, and it's the principle of that. Like, even if they ask for ten dollars, two hundred dollars, there's no difference. Like, hey, you got to sit down and make a budget every month. Right. Sometimes you have to go without. Sometimes sometimes you can't go out and have a drink after work and shit. Mm. Like, like, how do you have that conversation without coming off as, you know, a dick or, you know, just I want to pause it right now because I'm going to say right now, as a grown ass adult, especially now in this social media driven culture, there's kind of no way to have that conversation without coming off as a dick. It's no way because people don't like being told what to do. But when it's when it's in relation to now, it's affecting your money, your finances. They need to be told what to do because they can't, if they can't budget their own finances and now they fucking up their own finance. Now, most people fuck up their own finances. They fuck up their money 
doing things that you said, not using money properly. Well, maybe next month you might want to take that trip to go to go to Cancun with the boys, with the homies, with the girls. But your rent might be due. So now you have to make a, a, a fucking adult decision. Pay your fucking rent. Skip the trip. Like, don't take the trip. And now you want to hit up my man, Sully. Yo, Sully, yo, I need an extra 250 for rent. Yo, yo, man, I don't got it. And now when you say you don't got it, now they try to get, yo, Sully, yo, so you really want me on the street? Yeah, nigga, go on the street, bitch. Fuck you. Fuck your house, nigga. That's why I say you got to have these established set boundaries. Because if you don't, matter of fact, let's hit that down. Brand new LCP. Because if you don't, motherfuckers will always try to guilt you and make it seem as if their life now has to become your life. No, nigga, that's your life. That's your life. Because oftentimes, if you reverse it, and now let's say, for example, they hit the lotto, like they, they get a fucking financial gain, oftentimes they're not going to look at you. They're not going to look at you and be like, you know what, man, Sully, man, yo, I played the Powerball last week. I won $6 billion. Here's at least $10 million for all the times you looked out for me. Like, that shit often doesn't come back. And it should. That's why I say having these conversations with your friends, you go and come off as a dick. There's no way that you don't come off as a dick. That's just it's going to happen. But now I look at it like this. If it's if it's somebody who you helped, you assisted, you know, you you gave money to time after time. And now you try to, as you said, have a lecture or try to at least figure out, bitch, what what the fuck are you doing with your money? Why you never got money and they take offense to that. It's time to cut them off completely because I'm sure if you have that conversation, it's not being had from a place of malice, from a place of animosity or anger. It's coming from a place of nigga. Like I want you to have money too. I want you to have funds as well. I want you to be in a position to where you don't have to keep asking me for money. Nigga, I'm not bank of nigga. I'm not chase. I ain't TD Bank, nigga. I'm not open on Sundays, nigga. Go get your own fucking bank account. Figure out what the fuck it is you doing with your life to where you not having the proper font. Nigga, that's on you. Let's finish what my guy Sully had to say. It's like I'm looking down on him because it's like I obviously don't want to do that with friends that I'm close to. But at the same time, I feel like I got to set some boundaries. Like you can't. You can't just keep asking me for money, man. Like that's that's going to have a negative impact on our friendship. And we've been friends since elementary school. You know what I'm saying? So I obviously don't want to lose those friendships, but I got to start. Well, let saying. me say it right now. See, look, fuck middle school, fuck elementary school. Like if you have friends now and that you guys are grown ass adults and that they keep coming to you asking for money, then sometimes like it's seasons for friendships, too. It's a season for everything. Like sometimes maybe that person was only meant to be in your life for 20 years. And now it's time to move the fuck on. Because once you give money, you notice like once you give money to somebody one time, like I said, they often come back. And that's why I can, I consistently say once you say yes, one time, a lot of people perceive that as he can always do it. And once they get that in their mind, Every time I need help, every time I'm down, every time I need 10, 20, $100, I can go to Sully. That's an issue. 
And sometimes I know it sucks because of the long term established friendship, but sometimes those friends, they, they need to get the fuck out your life. You can't keep prospering in life when you got motherfuckers that's right next to you or behind you begging for shit, trying to hold you back. So, Sully, let them go. That's all I'm going to say. But let's finish out what he had to say and we're going to get out again. This is a bonus. This is that. Brand new LCP. I hope y'all learned. I hope y'all listening. This bonus episode, man. Share this episode with your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers, your family. And stay locked in. But let's finish out what Sully had to say. And you know what, man? I ain't done. <laughs> but this is just extra. So please address everything that I've said in the messages previous uh, before we get to this next point. Which is this, man. Like I, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a pet peeve of mine. But I just feel like the worst thing a nigga can do <laughs> is ask me or anybody for that matter mm. for some fucking money, bro. Like I, I just mm. I can't stand that shit. Like my friends, bro, they see me get off of my job, mm. right? They see this shit and go to a part-time job of which I just I asked it for more hours. So I'm full-time now. They see me get off of my full-time job and then go work another full-time job. They see me working all the fucking time and then have the nerve to fix their fucking lips to ask me for some money. Get off your act, bro. Let me just stop right now, bro. <laughs> oh, dog. I, see, we're going to clap it up for Sunday, but we're going to address that last part. And that's the part that sucks because, like, when you got lazy friends, like, the same thing that you do. Like I said, you got a full-time job. You clock out to go work another full-time job. They see that shit. So, in their mind, Sully got it. In their mind, oh, yeah, Sully, Sully balling. Because Sully left a job to go to another job. So, and, and and this is the part I hate. Because people, I, I know people say, oh, I don't do it. But people count your pockets. Okay, so if Sully's making this, so if Sully got a full-time job here, okay, so Sully got another full-time job over there. So if I ask Sully for $300, it's not really going to affect him because he got it. And that's the shit I hate. When people say, well, you got it, you got it, you got it. That's bullshit because don't tell me what I got, nigga. Don't tell me what the fuck I got. What I got is what I got. Nigga, what you got? Because what you don't got is why you asking for what I got in the first place. So, Sully, you my boy. I understand some of these motherfuckers you knew since elementary school, preschool, middle school, high school. They got to go. Get them the fuck out of here. Time to make some new friends or try to, as you said, have the conversation with them. And now if they take the conversation the wrong way, they get offended by it. Fuck them. They got to go. On that note. We gonna get the fuck out of here, man. It's your man John A. Schultz again. You can you can support the LCP Cash App Dollar Sign NYC Story Seven One Eight Venmo is Lunchroom Chat Apart, or you can repost, reshare on social media, Snapchat, OnlyFans, anywhere you go. Make sure you share that LCP Solomon. Cut the motherfuckers off, man. They gotta go. Y'all know what time it is. Brand new LCP.